0: In this episode, we take up the menagerie, part two. Compliance, the final frontier. Tom Fox is the voyager of trekking through compliance. His mission, to explore the original series and seek out and share what it can teach you about compliance. Here's your host, Tom Fox. The Menagerie, Part 2, Start 8, 3012.4. In part two, the tape recording show continues and it shows Pike confined to a cell. He discovers that the Telosians are illusionists capable of making a man see anything they wish him to see, and telepaths who can communicate without speaking. The telosians wish, wish Pike to remain on the planet as Venus' mate. Meanwhile, the crew of the Enterprise beams the ship's power down to the surface in a fruitless attempt to blast through the mountain where the Telosians seem to disappear with Pike. However, this had no effect, and the Telosians continue their mind games with Pike. The Telosians reenact Pike's encounter on Rigel 7 in his head, but they add Vena. In this enactment, Pike kills the beast who is attacking them and then is returned to his cell with Vena. Vina tells him that the Talosians retreated underground after a war 2,000 years ago and have developed stunning mental powers. She also reveals that she is a real human and not an illusion. Pike discovers that the telosians cannot penetrate primitive strong emotions with their telepathy. The next virtual reality trip for Pike and Vena is at Pike's farm on Earth, complete with his horse, Tango. As Pike uses this opportunity to scheme... Vena has the Telosians shift venues to a Roman court, with Vena playing a part of a Green Orion dancing slave girl. Again, Pike does not cooperate. Meanwhile, a landing party of six from the Enterprise beams down an attempt to find Pike, but only number one and a female yeoman actually arrive. The Telosians now give Pike a selection of specimens for starting a human community of slaves. Instead, Pike uses the phasers brought down by the landing party as bait and captures one of the Telosians as he tries to recover them from a sliding panel in the side of his cell. Pike fires one of the phasers through the wall, seeing no effect, but forces a Telosian to show him the hole which was produced or, or else have the non-functional phaser tested on his head. Pike and the women escape to the surface, but it turns out that it was actually the first part of the Talosians' plan to repopulate the surface. The Talosians... Learn of Pike and humankind's unshakable hatred of captivity, and this forces them to let the Enterprise crew go as the humans appear too violent a species for their need. Before Pike leaves, he discovers that Venus' beauty is illusional, as she is actually severely deformed in the Columbia's crash and put as she was put back together by the Tolosians. All of this is viewed by the court martial committee on the Enterprise. However, when the tape is complete, Mendez disappears and it turns out he was an illusion used to distract Kirk from regaining control of the Enterprise. Kirk and the authorization, Kirk with the authorization of Star Trek, who have also been viewing the images from Talos IV, permit the now disfigured Pike to transport to Talos IV. All charges against Spock are dropped and the Enterprise continues on its way. Kirk speaks to Spock about a tendency towards flagrant emotionalism, but Spock, Quips, I see no reason to insult me, sir. I've been completely logical about the whole affair. So what's the fun fact for today's episode? That parts one and two of the Menagerie won the 1967 Hugo Award for the best dramatic presentation. In part one, we focused on the human slavery angle to this uh, episode, uh, but now I'd like to maybe ask you to think about what's your process for various things in compliance. And although this may not seem like a process episode, there really are lots of processes that go on here. And I'd like you to think about what happens after Captain Pike is captured and how the crew tries to blast him out of the Telosians' castle or fortress, whatever you may want to call it, They begin with simple hand phasers to try to blast the door open, and that doesn't work. And then they bring down a phaser cannon to the surface of the planet and then try to use that. At that point, uh, that fails as well. And, of course, that's when the Delosians start playing their mind games, literally, uh, to make the uh, Enterprise crew uh, voluntarily or by hook, nook, or crook be captured. And that, of course, happens but also the process by which Pike goes through to try to determine where he is and the power that the Talosians have in him. Whether you uh, think of it as a pilot, I've done A, I've done B, I've done C, I've done E, um, D, E, and none of them has worked. What do you suggest now? Uh, Think about those steps for your compliance program because My process wife, engineer, continually reminds me that having a process in place allows you to have more clarity when things uh, get going uh, rough or it all hits the fan and you're uh, running around like a chicken with your head cut off. But if you have a process, you know what to do and what to follow. Jonathan Marks also talks about having a process, but he talks about it in disaster planning. So when you truly do have a disaster, what's your plan? Who are you going to contact? Who's on your key team? And a wide variety of other factors that you might not think of. And unfortunately, the best example uh, most recently is in Uvalde, where the Uvalde Police Department had been trained on an active shooter in an elementary school, Uh, had gone through the training, state training, knew all the steps, had it in writing, and completely... Uh, fouled up and didn't follow really any of those because they got so caught up in the moment and literally terrified that they couldn't execute. So having a plan in place, and as Jonathan Marks reminds us, practicing that plan or process or protocol will help you if you find yourself in a true emergency like the crew of the Enterprise. So what are some of the compliance takeaways? Well, Interestingly, I thought of the question of what happens when your counterparty refuses to comply with FCPA requirements. Here, Pike re- not only refused to play the cl- Talosians' game, but the entire landing crew threatened to blow themselves up. It was quite dramatic when, number one, interestingly enough, played by Major Bartlett, who later became Nurse Chapel, uh, turns a phaser on overload and is prepared to kill the entire crew uh, on the surface rather than be subject to captivity. So the Telosians eventually back down and back off. And at that point, they uh, have completed their scan of records on the enterprise and realize that humankind would rather kill themselves than be subjected certainly to captivity, but even worse slavery and repopulation of the planet as a slave population. So, um, What happens when a counterparty refuses to comply? What are you going to do? Are you prepared to walk away if they won't meet your compliance terms and conditions? Obviously, if they've been a potential business partner, they've been vetted. So um, you need to be ready to uh, walk away. Uh, What do you do as a CCO when the time comes where you must speak truth to power? I really thought about that in the role of number one, once again, played by Marjell Bartlett. Uh, wife of Gene Roddenberry, she was an incredibly strong woman in this role. She was one of two people to make it from the pilot into the uh, series; the other, of course, being Leonard Nimoy as Mr. Spock. But she was quite clear, uh, telling the captain uh, the situation and that they could not be allowed to be taken captive. They could not be allowed to be made slaves. They could not be allowed to made to breed on behalf of, or rather, for the amusement of the Tolosians. So. Um, sometimes you just have to um, um, stand up and take a stand. And as a CCO, you may have to do that. And uh, you may lose your job over that. Um, of course, you will leave it with uh, your hopefully your integrity intact. But if you do agree to a corrupt um, act or corruption scheme, uh, it's very well that you could be prosecuted. I don't think the government's looking for CCOs to prosecute. But the C- uh, SEC has made it clear in their uh, regulation of regulated industries that if a CCO engages in illegal activity, uh, the, simply being the CCO will not give you any protection going forward. And finally, sometimes failures happen. Uh, there are going to be situations where you have a failure of your compliance program. You may have a failure of a program rollout. Um, you're going to have setbacks. So, how are you going to deal with those setbacks? And more importantly, What lessons are you going to learn from those setbacks which would allow you to move forward? The recently released 2019 Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs made clear uh, several key themes, one of which was how do you use the information that you find in your compliance program going forward? So how are you going to use the information around any failure going forward? I hope you will join me again tomorrow where we take up our next episode, The Conscience